Um, how do we oh, start yeah. a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Cool. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Audio action. Salutations. <laughs> I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is quotes, quotes and anecdotes. And anecdotes. <laughs> I was going to make a fun joke. Like, this is quarantine, but I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> you couldn't remember the word for quarantine? I know, it's, it's weird. It's been like the only word people have been throwing around over the past I've been like days. consciously avoiding it because it's <laughs> everywhere I look. That's what people are talking about, which, you know, makes sense. But I've been, I've been, you know, just trying to not <laughs> consume, be consumed by, by the present. Maybe that's not a good philosophy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I get that. Not wanting to be reminded that you're in quarantine every day. But I think that's kind of hard at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys don't realize at this point, um, we're in the the midst of the crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. It is the prime time for quarantine. <laughs> it's corona time. It's, it's corona time, yes. We, Bronwyn and I, our schools have closed so we are working on online school um which has been interesting to say the least um but many positives yes some negatives many positives (laughs) (laughs) um but this week we're here to talk to you about the positives exactly we thought we would bring a little bit of joy that seems very self what's the word conceited that not the thing like self-promoting we are bringing <laughs> joy to people in a while <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since i've talked to people there's my dog <laughs> oh dear anyways we're gonna talk about it's positives. been yes we're gonna talk about positives this week um because you know Bright side is yeah. The, looking on the bright side is important. Of course, of course. It's not the end of the world. There are many benefits of kind of taking a little time. Exactly. And we'll and get more into that when we introduce our topic. But for now, right. would you like to start with your word, Lit Bronwyn? I would. So my first one is a thesis, which is something that. We discussed in Greek, a Ooh. class which we've not had for some time. Um, and anyways, we talked about this word, and it means the loss of an unstressed vowel at the beginning of a word. So, for example, the loss of A from the word around, which created the word round. Um, and so this happened a lot in Homer. This happens a lot because in order to keep the uh, the like oh i forget what he uses do you remember what homer uses it's pentameter of some point of some sort but i don't remember which kind 
Dyadic. Oh, I would. I do not know. I don't remember what it is called. But there is a uh, a a format and a rhythm format that Homer uses, and in order to kind of make that work, in order to have the correct combination of long and short syllables, he basically had to get rid of some vowels. And also, when you say something, when you when you um, when you're talking, sometimes it just makes sense to drop the vowel, um, especially when you have things like. Like, you wouldn't say a apple, you would say an apple. But maybe in, like, some circumstances, especially, and I'm going back to, like, this poem, there's some circumstances where it makes more sense to, like, just drop that vowel beforehand and just say, like, I, I don't, I eat apple instead of I eat a apple because the, the, extra vowel kind of messes it up and I'm not explaining this very well but <laughs> it's <laughs> but that idea of basically dropping a vowel um is pretty common in Greek poetry very um, cool and it comes from the Greek word apple meaning from the Greek uh verb hene that means let go or descend and then it just went into ephesus somehow no clue <laughs> that combination does not make much sense but it just means yeah. letting go. <laughs> so. That's cool, though. Yeah, that I don't yeah. know about that combination. It sounds kind of like what we did in episode 50 of just combining the syllables in any possible way until, hey, that sounds cool. Yeah, even if it's not very connected. <laughs> exactly. What's your word? <clears throat> My first wordlet is something that's really cute, I think, and it's just hopipola. Um, which is an Icelandic word, which literally just means jumping into puddles. And I think that is wonderful. This was, of course, from the book from our good friend Justin called Otherworldly. Um, The plans to have guests on this (laughs) podcast have been disrupted a little bit by the virus, but maybe we'll find a way to Skype and do that at some point. Yes, this is why we haven't had... Uh, an episode for a little while as yes. we were uh, for some time planning on waiting until we could have justin and then um nope <laughs> and then a virus happened um but yes this regardless this um word is from that book that has all these wonderful words in different languages and a couple from english as well and i was flipping through it this morning and i found hopipola and i think it's so cute because it's just doesn't it it's one of those things that like onomatopoeia-esque words yeah. like doesn't it just sound like jumping into puddles oh people <laughs> i can't see it but yes absolutely I, it yeah so i yeah good. i just thought it was really sweet that's it <laughs> what's My your next word i really like so this word we were talking about in english and it's malapropism which is used in, I mean, it's it's a the mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with an unintentionally amusing effect. And I think that not only is it just a universally funny thing when it happens and like people of all ages just can't help laughing when someone just says the <laughs> wrong thing because it sounds, even though it sounds a little similar, um, but it's also used to kind of portray certain characters. So... It comes from the a name of a character, 
in a in Sheridan's play The Rivals named Mrs. Malaprop who always would mix up like certain words that sound similar and they would make fun of her and it was kind of to show her lack of education but it's usually used to portray that kind of thing um well anyways it's just a kind of always a funny moment when someone mixes things up uh and like the definition says it's often unintentionally amusing so i found some examples that made me laugh the first one is if you said i'm gonna dance a flamingo instead of flamenco (laughs) i see Um, alice said she couldn't eat crabs or any other crushed asians instead of crustaceans (laughs) um a rolling stone gathers no moths instead of moss because that's like an idiom that people use and there's one that this i guess a baseball player apparently called west westrom accidentally said well that was a cliff dweller instead of a cliffhanger (laughs) and it just has a very different like that that doesn't sound quite right right um speaking of your word malapropism which i'm sorry i got interrupted so many times um there is a thing, well, there are two different things that different members of my family do that are similar to this, I think. Um, one of them is my grandmother. We call it Granny's Disease. And I don't think it's exactly the same as um, as malapropism, I don't think. Um, it's similar, though. Like, she'll say, instead of fa- in the movie fa- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, she'll say Ferris Wheeler skips school. Or one of our principals a while back was called Miss Jensen Gurner, and she used to call her Miss Bunsen Gurner. <laughs> like, like or just no, just oh. what's her name? Like she couldn't when she couldn't remember the name. It was like what's her name? It's like Bunsen Burner or something like that. Um, and then every once in a while, my dad will say instead of wreath like a Christmas wreath, he'll say reef like a coral reef. So That's very good. there's that as well. Um, so there are many different examples of this in my family, evidently. It does make me laugh a lot, just when it happens yeah. in general. Um, or when people, I think one of her friends, <laughs> once we were playing a game, and I think she meant to say, like, we're fostering these children, but instead she said <laughs> we're festering these children, <laughs> which is just such a... It's so, it's not, that's very different and really not ideal. No. (laughs) What's your last wordlet? My last wordlet is a sweet one. It is bibliothecary. Bibliothecary? 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 Like apothecary? That makes sense. Yeah. Um... It's Biblio and then T H E C A R Y. So, they, however you want to pronounce that. Um, and it just means one who collects, maintains, or cares for books. And this is also from Justin's lovely book. Justin's book is coming um, in handy. I know, really. I, anytime we have an episode and I need a wordlet, I just crack open the book and there we go. Um, I think uh, upon some further googling i think it's just really an old-fashioned way of saying librarian um well 
It sounds but, cool. We yeah. should bring it back. What's your job? We should. I'm a bibliothecarian. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. What's our topic this um, week? Well, <laughs> given that all of us are, everyone in the world, almost everyone in the world, is stuck at home these days due to this virus, um, we decided to talk about sort of this unexpected vacation aspect of this time For those period. of us who aren't so. maybe directly affected but more it's a matter of precaution to be at home it's kind of a time where it's like we can't really hang out with other people and so we can't be at school or work but it's completely unplanned so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's an unexpected vacation yeah many ways so for for us a lot of school people i mean it's obviously a time of stress for a lot of folks but for students for all of us high schoolers we have online school and then we have hours and hours of nothing and we're not allowed to go out we can't hang out with friends we can't go to like restaurants so really we are at home for a really long stretch of time now and we're just going to talk about all the cool and productive things that you can do with that time while you're sort of forced to stay at home and looking on the bright side of this self-isolating time period exactly yeah um Bronwyn would you like to start with your word yeah it's a very cool word thank you I spent so long looking for a word (laughs) and it was so difficult because all the words are like opportunity (laughs) Um, I wanted to go a little bit beyond that so it's still maybe not the most exotic word of all time but the word it's pretty it's pretty good thank you is efficacious Um, and it means having the power to produce a desired effect and it's not usually kind of in regards to people it's generally like the example sentence was like this vaccine is efficacious but I mean I think that it can be applied you know it just takes the right you just have to have courage you know um but we have a lot of ability to kind of and and power to like decide how we want to approach the current situation and if you take it as an opportunity to do things that you don't normally have time to do it can be a really interesting experience I think and it can be quite positive in many ways um and I think we have the power many of us have the power to you know spend the time doing what we don't normally have time to do what we wouldn't even if it was a vacation we wouldn't have time to do because usually we have plans then and right you know I yeah being kind of in charge yeah. of your own, how you spend your time definitely um it does, yeah. the extra time does give us um, a little bit more control over, like, this is exactly what I'm going to do today because I know that my only option is being at home. So I have the power to say, this, these are the things that I'm going to do at home today. And it's yeah. nice. It's, it's good. 
Um, and it comes from Latin, from the verb efficere, meaning to accomplish, and combined with the English word effect and the English suffix shis, <laughs> um, <laughs> I-O-U-S, to become efficacious. Amazing. What's your word? My word is commiseration, um, which means sympathy and sorrow for the misfortunes of others or compassion. And the reason why I chose this was this doesn't connect quite as much to um, our current situation of self-isolation and staying at home. But um, obviously we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic right now, and there's a lot of um, panic and sad stories going on that you're seeing all over the news. But there, we are also, or I am also seeing a lot of really wholesome and beautiful stories of like humanity that have been popping up throughout this time. Especially, this is sort of going into anecdotes, but there's a good news account that I follow on Instagram that Bronwyn introduced me to, and it's called Upworthy. If you have Instagram, I highly recommend following Upworthy. It's wonderful. Um, And Upworthy has been posting all of these really, I mean, they always post feel-good stories, but especially during this time, they've been posting a lot of, like, look all of these examples of people being just really good and compassionate people like neighbors are posting on their doors for older neighbors we'll go buy groceries for you just let us know your address here's our phone number if you need any help at all people are donating millions of dollars to um like food banks in america and canada in italy ever the whole entire country is on lockdown but people are in um, in the city streets, I've seen countless videos of people singing to their streets, to like down the entire street, and um, they were, people were still eating dinner together even though they were isolated on their own balconies. They were like shouting across to each other. Just very sweet very stories good. of like people banding together in isolation, but still banding together to be like good people and do the right thing and help each other in these times of crisis. And I thought that was really nice everyone's showing sympathy and sorrow for the misfortunes of others. I like that a lot. I agree. I think that's a very, you know, good way to, like, see the, the positive yeah. aspects that are happening. So the etymology of commiseration, it comes from miser in Latin, which means wretched, um, and then miserari, which is to lament, and then <laughs> calm is with. It's a sad word. It is a bit of a sad word. Um, so, and then it combined with calm, which is with, so to lament with, <laughs> um, commiserare, commiserare, and then commiserate, and then commiserate in the late 16th century for English. Nice. Yeah. Would you like to start us off with your quote, Bronwyn? Actually, I would. Amazing. Okay, so again... My quotes are basically about deciding what you're going to do with the... And this is, I guess, more directed at people who are in the same circumstances as me, where it's... Luckily, I'm not in a place where... And I think we're kind of similar, where we're directly, like, worrying about ourselves. Yeah. And even though we're, you know, concerned about the safety of of family and that kind of thing, it's less, like maybe less dire than it is in some places in the world. 
and so it's kind of about using the time and the and the opportunity that we have right now because honestly it's a pretty pretty rare opportunity for the whole world to be kind of stopped for a little bit so mine are kind of about about using the time that you have um the first one is lots of people wait around for quote the right time people don't know that there's no such thing as a right time there's never right nor wrong the only negative factor of time is that you can lose it and the only positive factor of time is that you can seize it and i think that this is you know quote but i also think it's interesting because if you're going to argue that there is a right time ever now is a very good time to be you know doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. um because you have the time to actually sit down and focus on what you want to spend your time doing um and you know a lot of the outside pressures and concerns that are usually what people are thinking about are less a lot of them have kind of gone away for the moment you know like they're it's a definitely a slightly different I don't know the word a slightly different set of circumstances than people are perhaps used to so it's a good time to do that thing that you've always wanted to start but never had the time yeah um because you all of a sudden you do have that time um so whether it's something like journaling or something like photography or any hobby especially I think it's a really good time to to seize the moment and act on it I agree definitely I do I love this quote and the fact that like time is what you make of it and you have the power to do what you want to do with time and I think as you said now is for for a lot of people who are in the same situation of as us um it's definitely a very good time to seize time (laughs) and um do all these things that you had been putting off or you were saying oh there's not enough time for that but now now is now is the time I've said time way too many times I was very conscious when I was when I was trying to explain it but yeah of, of doing the same but yeah and that was said by C Joybell C who has authored books of poetry and literature that delve mainly into the mysterious the philosophical and the esoteric and she is the most quoted author on Goodreads wow fun fact <laughs> yeah <laughs> according to Goodreads <laughs> What's your first quote? My first quote is a very short and simple one, and it is, time is that wherein there is opportunity. And I always forget to say who's by, so that was by Hippocrates. Um, Hippocrates of Kos, also known as Hippocrates II. Hippocrates II, probably. Not Hippocrates. (laughs) It's not the sequel to Hippocrates. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you liked Hippocrates the first time. <laughs> Get ready for Hippocrates too. He's not a movie. I was like, it's Incredibles too. I was like, yeah, Hippocrates too. Anyways, that's just how my video game oriented. No, not video game oriented, but like you know, modern or or you know, I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> Those are not synonyms. I don't. Think. <laughs> no, you know, like when you see a two after a thing, you after a name or a thing, usually it refers to like the sequel of a movie, which is why I should not have said Hippocrates too, because that makes You're no sense. You're in AP U.S. history. But, <laughs> yeah, but U.S. history doesn't have like 
so-and-so the second or the third and stuff. That's more like European history. Right. I don't know. What's, what, what is your analysis? Could you read the quote maybe one more time? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> Time is that wherein there is opportunity. Ah. Um, so, and that was said by Hippocrates, who's a Greek physician of the age of Pericles, um, who is considered one of the most outstanding figures in the history of medicine. Which... You know what? He wrote, the, he wrote the, there's a big thing, which is like Hippocrates' rules, laws, opinions on medicine and it's basically like morals that doctors should follow like things like not experimenting on your patients and like stuff like that and a lot of them are still like or it's the Hippocratic Oath oh like a lot of the time it's like still used in modern um medicine medicinal training and practice and whatever it's like still referenced yeah, I thought cool. it was also fitting that he was one of the most outstanding figures in the history of medicine, and we're in the middle of a medical emergency right now, so I was like, oh, that's cool, and he said this cool quote about this using wisely. Um, yeah, so sort of a, a short and simple quote, but just saying that, like, there is always opportunity in time, um, and we should seize that opportunity, especially now that we have all of this extra all of these extra weeks and hours of a lot of empty time um we should there are lots of opportunities there especially now that we're in the middle of a digital age there's so much that we can do with all of this yeah it's not like we're completely closed off from the world exactly we're still pretty exactly connected like we can still record a podcast even though we can't really exactly be next to each other physically um so i just thought it was fitting to use for this episode and yeah hippocrates too (laughs) (laughs) coming to theaters near you i wonder if there's like a psychological thing where people are more or less likely to be interested in a movie if it's like a sequel or whatever and if you could just play on that by like that's making interesting. a movie that's a sequel but not a sequel <laughs> and they're the ex- actually the exact same movie one just has a two after it yeah i don't know that would be interesting um what's your last quote my last quote is very similar to your one <laughs> um this time like all times is a very good one if we but know what to do with it so <laughs> it's a good one so it's uh yeah i like it it's again kind of the same like honestly this is just a moment in history just like any other moment in history and in time and in your life but i mean it is somewhat exceptional because how often does this kind of thing happen right right and maybe i mean it's yeah it's probably not the best time in history but if you can make the best of it and use it as an opportunity to bond with people who are going through the same thing as you if you can use it as an opportunity to learn that thing you've always wanted to learn there's a lot of you can make it a good moment for you um that's within your power and yeah yeah i love that quote um and especially just saying like i think obviously this is a unique period of history but like any period of history it 
if you know what you're going to do with the, all this extra time that we have, then you can make it into a good one. And I think that's lovely. Yeah. Um, and this is said by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who is related to our friend who drew our cover art. And I'm not just <laughs> saying that. Apparently, this is true. According to her, I'm still According a little bit her. disbelieving on that. And she still is mad at me for not believing her. But I mean, yeah, I don't. I, the last names are the same. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe. Um, anyways. Ralph Waldo Emerson was an American essayist, lecturer, philosopher, philosopher, and poet who led the transcendentalist movement of the mid-19th century. We learned about that in APUSH in U.S. history. That's so cool. Transcendentalism. AP U.S. history. Yes, that's what APUSH stands for. So cool. Hey, uh, do you want me to start listing off all of your no, uh, how shush, incredibly shush, smart shush, you are? Shush, shush, AP Chem, shush, AP Cal, AP Computer Science, AP English. Anyways, <laughs> now that I'm done listing off all of Bronwyn's incredible, um, what's your last quote? My last quote is kind of sweet and sad. And it's from Lord of the Rings, which is your one of your favorites. Um, and it is, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> um, because, yeah, obviously we wish that we're not in the middle of a global pandemic right now we don't want everyone to be dying it's not a good thing that we're in the middle of a global pandemic and thinking more selfishly it would also be nice nice not to be in quarantine um yeah i i think it's a really good but like like you're like you still have um i mean yeah like you said even though it's maybe not ideal the best you can do is to live as best you can in that moment, right? Like, wishing for it to be different doesn't have, doesn't do anything, right? Yep. And we have the power to decide what to do with this sad time. And that was said by J.R.R. Tolkien, who, now whenever I see that, there was a joke post that you sent me that was someone told their younger sibling that J.R.R. Tolkien standed for Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. <laughs> and so... Standed for... Stood for Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. Um, so now whenever I Very good. hear that, see that, I think of that. Um, but yeah, that's John Ronald's rule. How do you pronounce that name? <gasps> Rail. I don't know. It's spelled R E U E L. Oh yeah, maybe. Rail. John Ronald. I don't know. Rail Tolkien, um, who is an English writer, poet. John Ronald R. Tolkien. John Ronald R. Tolkien. Uh, he was an English writer, poet, philologist, and academic. He was the author of the classic high fantasy works The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Very good. I like that quote. I admire your 
finding it. Goodreads is a magical thing. It was a slightly thing. different, it's such a unique, like, specific topic that it wasn't, I had a yeah, bit of trouble. Yeah, me too. But well, you're these f- are you very found good. wonderful ones, too. Um, would you like to start us off with your anecdotes? I actually would. Um, I mean, the main thing that's kind of interesting about these times is, like I said, like, you have an opportunity to try things that you've always wanted to try. Um, and the first, like, three or four days, I hadn't, uh, we didn't have, um, online school yet, so I actually was able to just do a lot of things that I wanted to get done. So things like sewing, I was adding all sorts of little Bronwyn is incredibly crafty. I'm so jealous. She keeps oh, sending shush. me all these pictures Anyways, of... No, no, no. You shush. I, Seriously. Uh, I need to compliment you for a second. So shush. No. She, like, was sending me all of these Snapchats of, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Look what I just did. And she made an entire crochet bag. And she, like, put, sewed buttons onto okay. everything. Oh. And, like, the other, a couple of months ago, she sewed an entire <laughs> costume until, like, 3 a.m. I barely, barely know how to crochet. And she is out here making socks, making hats, bracelets, entire bags. I'm very jealous. The hat it's never incredible. came to fruition. <laughs> it's it's maybe one day. Um, <laughs> but the the socks are happening. The socks are are in the works. Um, but yeah, so I was like crocheting and I was sewing, and it was very good. It's very nice to have time to actually do that um and it felt very productive and i'm excited to do more of that stuff because i just like making things and it's nice to have that time to actually make things so i've been enjoying that what's your first anecdote um my first anecdote we've talked a little bit about this is a bit more broad but um with all of these obviously unexpected events um going on around the world there have been some really sweet moments of like sympathy and empathy and everything um like in spain there was one night i think a a week ish ago where everyone in the entire city came out to their balconies and started applauding for all of the medical staff did you see that i did not see that um there was a night a while ago where literally everyone in the entire city was applauding and cheering for all of the medical staff that had to work so hard so cool all of the extra patients um, there was also a fun a fun video that I saw of an, an exercise teacher standing out in the middle of like a courtyard and there were apartments all around and he was leading an exercise class and so he would like start doing jumping jacks and everyone all around on their balconies were doing jumping jacks. That's the one thing about not living in a city is that doesn't really, that doesn't really work around here. Not really. <laughs> but, you um, know, it is kind of nice. And then, as I was mentioning, the videos of quarantines in Italy, everyone in Italy is on lockdown, um, obviously. And that's horrible. And my heart goes out to all of the people in Italy who are sick and the hospital workers who are being incredibly overworked right now. But on the other side, there are uh, everyone in their homes in Italy is like musicians are singing and playing there was a whole street that sang really loudly I saw a video of them singing some song by Rihanna like just at the top of their lungs and it was amazing um I saw our friend Ashi who was a guest ages ago um 
sent me a video of Italians recording a message for themselves 10 days oh, earlier. Oh, I saw that. Because, yeah, because apparently the U.S. is about 10 days behind Italy. Um, or it was at the time. Now we're probably closer to, like, six or seven days behind Italy. Um, but they all of these people were saying like and look on the bright side now is the time where you can learn how to do guitar because you're really bad at guitar anyways so you better get on that you can watch all the netflix shows that you wanted that you've been meaning to catch up on and it it was very sweet and they i mean again we it would we would rather not have a global pandemic and people dying but it does show you some of the yeah um good people in this world <laughs> yeah 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 what's your next anecdote my next anecdote was another thing that i've been doing a little bit more of and that was baking now sophia wrote and i said trying to bake and sophia commented and said no no actually baking you baked rice pudding now i did make rice pudding and we didn't have white rice so we had to use wild rice and it probably would have been better with white rice but it was pretty good but the reason I said trying to bake is we did try to bake gluten-free cream puffs. Uh, you did tell me that you were going to make cream puffs. And I never <laughs> updated you on those because they you didn't, didn't survive. I was about they that. really didn't survive. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, the uh, gluten-free flour. I think you need to be a much better cook than me to make gluten-free flour behave as you want it to. Um, so, you know, but, but hey, with this, all this lovely time, you can, I can practice baking, and even if it doesn't work, yeah. some things will, and it's not the end of the world, um, but yeah, that was yeah. my, it's, my... that's one, you are, okay, I am a terrible cook, I cannot cook to save my life, so Bronwyn, and Bronwyn is a very good cook, this and is, she will, I literally just she, that this is not true. No, okay. I could it, gluten-free flour is uh, well, this might be a false statement. I was about to say gluten-free flour is notoriously difficult to work with. I don't know anything about gluten-free flour, but I have a feeling it's significantly I'm, more difficult I'm to work not, with than normal I'm flour. Not great you at baking. Have I'm made, not great at baking. You are I, good at baking. No, I've baked, You're incredibly good at baking. <laughs> I've baked enough times that there have been successes. <laughs> but it's more of like if you do something enough eventually it's gonna work and less of i'm actually really good at baking <laughs> cooking i'm decent at but you are this is the truth at cook. baking it at least 50 percent of the time does not work unless it's like a box fix so i fully deny any compliment on she's that a good, she's a good cook but anyways she's a good cook Far it better was than fun me, to try <laughs> and i had fun um yeah no speaking of baking i really want to make cookies at some point probably over the weekend um because uh, the person who drew our cover art had <laughs> baked cook taught me how to bake cookies essentially she baked cookies with me and it was really fun and i want to make those cookies again because they're very good this um, is the the psa our, the person who drew our cover art is name is Mary. Baker. Well, also name yes. is Mary because you know what? I feel like it's just getting too clunky. <laughs> Mary, then yes, Mary is also a very, very good. There baker. we go. And she's been over the course of 
um, these couple of days, she's been sending us pictures of the things that she has baked, which have include, I mean, you don't bake pasta, but she made pasta. She made a couple of loaves of bread a little earlier, and it's very cool. And I want to make cookies and maybe learn how to cook some other things. But my brother, who is a very good baker, has been making a lot over the... He made an entire batch of brownies mm. and shortbread, and now today is his birthday, so they're making a cake <gasps> right now, I think. That's very yeah. good. Should we do our shared one? What's our shared? Oh, yes. Let's. So <laughs> the next thing is, again, we haven't been able, been able to see a lot of our friends for, you know, some time. Um, and there's especially, again, in the beginning when we had like, we didn't really have work and we were all just like, huh, this is strange. There was a lot of texting going on. And so, you know, our group chat was kind of going crazy. Um, (laughs) And it was really nice because it was actually a really nice opportunity for us to all just chat for a while. Um, And it's kind of nice that, like, people don't really have an excuse of, like, I have a test tomorrow. It's, like, a little bit more... There's just always a constant dialogue and conversation going on, which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's true, and like a lot of um, the people in our group chat are very, very smart, like Bronwyn, and so they have and like Sophia. Usually, they have a lot of like AP classes and stuff to worry about, and it's junior year, so there's always SATs and stuff. So a lot of the times, if there's one person texting, people won't reply for a while. But now that we've had all this time, like someone will send a random video or some cute video or like look at my dog and people will, will reply within seconds because no one's really doing anything and they have no and even it, if they are saying, like, it's less like tense pressing so it's like yeah. people can take a break to quickly respond and yeah exactly yeah and it's very sweet we um a couple more anecdotes surrounding this one um we set up a big game of mafia over text which was um an an interesting endeavor there was someone who was god so they were like texting um they were in charge individual person and and telling them their roles and they were in charge of the game and then we would have to text in the big group chat to try to figure out who was who and like there was all this deception going on and it was very chaotic but a lot of fun (laughs) i woke up with 699 text messages. All I woke from up Mafia. With 1,000 text messages. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from Mafia. Um, which was interesting. Yeah. My favorite so far, though, that has come from this big group chat of kids from, well, from our high school um, has been last night we did a giant group FaceTime. And at one point, there were 11 people all at once on this FaceTime. And we were just chilling. People were, our friend Mary was doing artwork. She was doing commissions. Um, I was working on A-Push Notes, as was a couple of my other friends who were in the same class. And we were like, oh, have you read this chapter yet? And blah, blah, blah. Another friend of ours was doing Latin homework. Someone was playing Fortnite. Other people were just chilling. Like, it was just, it was almost as close as you can get to hanging out and just... And it was funny because, again, this is the kind of thing where generally... At least five, four or five of those people would have been like, no way am I FaceTiming. 
yeah <laughs> like, yeah like no way am i one like facetiming in general i don't like being on camera and two i don't like talking on the phone but no for this yeah. everyone was 100 or just i have too much to work yeah too much work to do or something like that but this time everyone everyone was there it was and really nice it was amazing yeah it was really fun so little things like that have made me happy these past couple of days yeah like the solidarity among all of us the new bonds that are forming now that we have this yeah cool things so we hope that this podcast brought you joy in these times of strife (laughs) (laughs) and you know any words of wisdom sophia um try to stay optimistic and if you get really bored my advice would be to write i like start a journal write a story it really helps from mm-hmm. experience yeah do all those things that you never get time to do exactly and wash your hands yes and stay safe and healthy this has been no we have to do our credits <laughs> <laughs> our intro music Inspirational life. Outro music. Blossoming inspiration. Cover artist. Mary, or you can follow her on Instagram at D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. That's Dino Bite. While you're there, um, give us a follow at quotes.n.anecdotes, where we post when we have a new episode. Yes. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. We hope everyone is doing okay and staying safe and healthy. And, yeah, this has been Quotes and Anecdotes. Quotes and Anecdotes. I didn't realize you wanted me to do that at the same time. Brought to you by... (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. Brought to you by... Brought to you by... Brought to you by, yes. Your name. What? <laughs> this is not how we usually end the episode. I know, episode. but I Excuse forgot it, and for I decided not... to roll with it. <laughs> and you really didn't get the hint. <laughs> no, not at all. I was so confused. <laughs> how do we end it? Um, I don't. The, for some reason, the the endings of other podcasts are popping into my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Wait, what's our tagline? Come up with a new closing. Yeah, okay. Um, and as always, love the words you use. What? <laughs> no, um, and as always, we'll, we'll workshop it. For now, I'm. Wait, I can't say it first. You say it first. For now. I'm Bronwyn. Oh no, and, and for now, this is Sophia. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. say, I'm Sophia's and friend Bronwyn. Oh, right. <laughs> but! I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. <laughs> and I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And cut, Jesus. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>